0: Sports professor Riccardo, and we are on the record. Every week, this podcast will take you inside the $1.3 trillion business of sports, the top deal making issues, the top tech issues, and the top social responsibility issues, plus a blockbuster interview with someone who you might not have heard from in the world of sports, but having a profound effect on its impact. Let's get started. Sports professor Rick Harrow inside the 1.3 trillion dollar business of sports, Super Bowl 56, and all of the attendant publicity after the NFL Pro Bowl, the NHL All Star, amazing auto race paving the Coliseum to be able to hold a major NASCAR clash, all good domestically, internationally as well. Olympics starting. Amidst great fanfare and international intrigue, so let's get right to it. Deal making issues, three to one. Three. IOC and Nway launch the mobile game in 2022 with Olympic NFT pins. New mobile game for the iOS and Android devices, debuting one day before the opening ceremony in Beijing. Users competing against each other in sne- ski and snowboard contests to earn Olympic NFT digital pins. They can be bought, sold, and traded in the marketplace. Enway announced a licensing deal with the IOC in June, owned by Animoca Brands. In January, they reached $35.358 million, sorry, to grow the open Metaverse. Animoca's subsidiaries include Metaverse video game, The Sandbox. Also, NFTs increasingly being added into video games, while cryptocurrency firm FTX launched a $2 billion venture fund last month prioritizing blockchain's integration with gaming. Two. Number two, women and funding. WNBA, $75 million in funding, the largest ever capital raise in women's sports. They announced it as a large sports property investment. The groundbreaking transaction is part of a multifaceted financial growth strategy designed to generate new revenue through increased investment in priority areas as part of the league's long-term business transformation. Proceeds from this transaction expected to be used for brand elevation and marketing, globalization of the WNBA, innovation, digital, and growth of consumer touch points, human capital, and operational optimization. Nike's investment further deepens the company's support for women's basketball and enables the WNBA to elevate the marketing and storytelling of WNBA athletes. One and Number one, why wouldn't it be the Super Bowl? Ad revenue for the 2020 Bowl, $449 million. Last year's total surpassing that by nearly $40 million and even more this year. Ad prices seem to be upward of $7 million and all sold out. 2020's pre-pandemic Super Bowl in Miami, $572 million in new spending in three main Florida counties. Hotels in L.A., $545 or so a night even increasing in the next week, expect an occupancy rate of nearly 90% more and more. Mega events surely bring in the visitors from out of town. Honoring Super Bowl 56 and honoring the legacy of a Super Bowl champion, Tim Lester, known as the blocker for the bus, if you remember, fullback for Pittsburgh Steelers Hall of Famer and icon Jerome Bettis, He was certainly a very important element of the Pittsburgh Steelers World Championship Super Bowl team, amazing Pop Warner advocate, a promoter of youth sports, sadly succumbing to the coronavirus, honoring Tim Lester with a great interview we did, bring it back to remind all of us that the Super Bowl not only fosters economic impact for teams, but also gets us to think about the more important things in life. Here's Tim Lester. So Thanks, tell man. me the story about your kind of entry in the NFL um, and how you ended up with the Steelers and then uh, uh, how you were called a bus driver basically.
1: Well, you know, growing up in uh, Miami, you know, with like six brothers and one sister, uh, my mom had to keep us busy. And uh, I remember she would send us to, the, to a store uh, and she would have us run up to the store to get a loaf of bread. Cause when you got six brothers, and one sister, you know you, you know, you go through bread real fast. Yeah. So my oldest brother, she sent him up there to run up there to get the loaf of bread, and he ran back and ran up and ran back, and he went into the military. And then I saw my, uh, my youngest brother, my second brother. He ran up, he ran back, and he made one bad mistake, and it kind of messed up his life. And so my mom said she's going to start to get us, keep us busy. So uh, she started us to playing football um, over at South Day Optimus in Goulds Park and it kind of kept us busy. And um, after graduating from um, high school, I got an offer to uh, Eastern Kentucky University. And um, after signing that scholarship, I got hit by a semi-truck and I was in a coma, had internal bleeding, and pretty much everything I had worked for that day was over. But, you know, the coach called me, Coach Roy Kidd called me and he said, hey, Tim, he said, "Um, if you don't come to school now, you're gonna lose your scholarship. And I was like, coach? I said, man, I just came out of a coma. He said, yeah, but, uh, you need to get up here. If not, you're gonna lose your scholarship. I remember getting up out that bed and going off to school and uh, pretty much uh, living out my dream, playing four years at Eastern Kentucky University, graduating, getting drafted uh, by the uh, LA Rams in the 10th round pick. Uh, Ended up blocking for Jerome over there and um, moving to Pittsburgh, playing uh, four years in Pittsburgh. He nicknamed me the bus driver, he became the bus. And then my last year I retired as a Dallas Cowboy what an incredible
0: story of persistence as well and that the bus basically has a guy who ought to be in the Hall of Fame uh, blocking for him as he got as he got his trophy as a ceremony one thing that is pervasive about all this obviously is how important football was in your life to give you a reason for being talk about that a little bit
1: yeah man football was pretty much my life as a kid growing up and it was basically the tool I was going to use use to leave the inner city of Goulds where I grew up at and um, it gave me an opportunity to go off to college and, and see the world, you know, and if, if it wasn't for football I wouldn't be standing here today. I know by By me playing football. That's why I'm here today So you retired in 99 and you've set the rest of your
0: amazing career Basically mentoring at-risk youth talk about it a bit.
1: Yeah, when I retired man I went back uh, to Miami and my whole goal was to kind of reach back and give back to the community You know a lot of football players. They say they don't really go back home. Well, I went back home um, to the city, and I started a program called TLC, Tim Lester Cares, that mentored, tutored at-risk athletes and I pretty much prepared them to, ta- to pass their SAT. And uh, I got to the point where, you know what, I felt like I needed to reach them younger. So I uh, started a youth football league in Georgia called Newfound Life. And uh, what we do now, we, t- we offer free football for kids, all kids, and uh, give them the opportunity to just learn the life lessons we learned through football. And tell us how this came to
0: your idea to create the Milton Steelers to waive the fees to get involved to
1: allow parents the opportunity to have their kids uh, under your tutelage well my whole thing was man I wanted to kind of I know if I take the money I could take the politics out yeah and so by you know freeing up the money and being able to get any kid it didn't matter if he could afford or he couldn't um, that was something that God put on my heart and I really wanted to impact the community you know living in my community a lot of People have a lot of money, right? But then there's some kids who don't have the money. So I wanted to get all those kids on the same field. So I waived the fee, um, fortunately, because we got some good sponsors. And we were able to offer those kids free football. And um, we teach them life lessons while we're teaching them how to tackle and how to block. If you really care, man, about making a difference, man, it, it, all it takes is some time. You know, put in the time. And um, that's kind of what I do. I was kind of committed my whole life, man, to um, just serving our youth and giving back to our community. You know, God blessed me to play eight years in the NFL, and I'm thankful to be here. But at the end of the day, man, I still owe other people the same chance I got.
0: May Tim Lester rest in peace and certainly very important contributions to Pop Warner and the memory of his role in the Super Bowl. Sports Gambling Minute focuses this week on a state that continues to drive its revenue, Ohio. A lot of enthusiasm from New Yorkers to get into the legal market when you realize that Ohio involved as well should be up and running by the end of the year, according to Governor Mike DeWine. He signed the bill into law last month, effectively talking about how to make sure they generate the economics that other states are doing. Ohio set a tax rate on the sports book of ten percent after all bets are paid and that's in line with other states. What is not, the tax is imposed daily, not monthly, like other states. We'll fo- follow what Ohio is doing. Thirty states are doing it, and obviously very important in the future, as we look at other aspects of the gaming industry. Look at a sports tech minute. Kevin Durant, J.J. Watt, Rory McElroy invest in the future fitness app. Trainers are only a text away. The future App raised about $75 million series receive round with investments from Kevin Durant, J.J. Watt, Rory McIlroy, and others. Kate Hudson, Hudson Oliver Hudson, uh, and Harris Blitzer Sports and Entertainment, which owns the 76ers and Devils. Future is $149 per month service that lets members retrieve uh, personalized workout programs from fitness trainers that span at-home exercises, outdoor activities, gym visits, and group fitness classes. Users can talk and exchange text messages with their trainers through the Future app, tracking workout progress through the Apple Watch integration. Durant's involvement was made through his and and his Rich Kleiman 35 Ventures. McElroy's came via his Symphony Ventures Fund. Clearly, a very important issue for athletes and for trainers finally especially really important these days is your good sports minute themed around the Super Bowl this year NHL All-Star weekend good for Vegas the league and philanthropy South Dakota banning women and girls from the same gender sports teams we haven't heard the last of that as each state trying to take their own position UFC announced the captains and teams for TUF season 30 with a commitment to charity. Former Bengal star Chad Johnson dines in an IHOP alone after a failed breakfast invitation to Pro Bowlers. They say it was too early. The bottom line is he wanted to bring some attention and ultimately provide some dollars and philanthropic contribution for his foundation. Well thought. Oh, well, we'd like to thank the memory of an honor, the memory of Tim Lester for a very significant interview that focused on all aspects Pop Warner, all aspects Super Bowl, youth football and the like. would <laughs> like to thank uh, all of those who helped put this together, Nick Nielsen, Brandon Verzal and others, and I'd like to thank you for listening, watching, enjoy Super Bowl 56 and all aspects of it. And we'll speak with you next week when we continue to go inside the $1.3 trillion business of sports.